Hey everyone, and welcome to the Philip Show. It is Philip. Grab your coffee, and we're going to get started. Listen, I'm super excited about um, about today. We have an author, and I actually have their book here. It's called Saved Equals Free. Now, let me preface it with this: you know, for all of you, if you're tuning in for the first time on the Philip Show, the Philip Show is about highlighting you, your perspective, your story, your journey. You can be just a person or you can have a brand, you can have a business. Today, we have an author, but why? The reason is because our stories have power. Our stories have the ability to encourage somebody to keep moving forward, to tell somebody that their life is okay, to give somebody a glimpse so there's more understanding, more healing, all of those things. So everybody has a story and everybody's story matters. And today we're talking to Douglas Bradley, whose story is saved equals free on the back of the book. It says saved equals free. It chronicles the lived experiences of one believer who after encountering God's relentless, passionate and gentle pursuit made the choice to be deliberate about living in the liberty in which God has called us to. So I know you're sitting out there like, I can't wait for this and neither can I. So I'm gonna call him Doug. Welcome to the show, Doug. Doug, what's going on? Hi, how's it going? It's going great, man. Thank you so much uh, for being here. What's going on in your neck of the woods? Where you at? Um, I am in Indiana, uh, Portage, Indiana. So um, sorry, where, where Indiana? Uh, Portage. Yes, it's a little. It's quiet. It's um. It's 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 close to Gary. Okay, uh, gotcha. <laughs> but it's uh, it's pretty quiet here. He wrote this um, amazingly transparent book called "Saved Equals Free" that goes through your journey uh, or your journeys, if you will, of sexuality. Why did you choose to chronicle your journey, not just sharing it, but immortalizing it in a book? Um, well, the reason I want to share it is, um, I, um, the book is, is about, um, uh, my struggle with homosexuality, um, and taboo topics like masturbation and pornography. Um, I was being consumed by those things, um, mm. silently because I didn't feel that I could really go to anybody to entrust them with these sensitive, uh, subjects. Mm. Um, and I, I desperately wanted someone um, that I could go to and talk to candidly, you know, um, not, you know, in, a, in an explicit way, but very candidly about the things that I was dealing with. And um, uh, God sent those people to me, a very small group, but he sent the right people to me. Um, and I'm so grateful for it. So that's what I want to be to others, you know, people that feel like they maybe can't go to their family or their best friend and talk to them about um, their struggle with homosexuality or uh, masturbation or pornography. So that's kind of some of the things that drives me. Right. So one of the things that's interesting about the book, there's a lot of topic, as you know, um, there is, you know, the Christian perspective and then there is the secular perspective. 
and your book and you, you're a Christian, and this is for believers, even with the intro that I read today. So that's for everybody that's out there, that's the perspective that we're gonna be using. So we're coming from the lens of a Christian perspective. The book references a lot of scriptures that are relevant, right? You, you selected a lot of contextually relevant scriptures to kind of take you through your journey. Um, one of the questions that I do have after reading and listening to you just a minute ago, you likened um, homosexuality with masturbation and pornography under the umbrella of struggle. So for, can you explain the struggle component? Because some people may not understand what you mean by I struggled with that. Um, so uh, what I mean by struggle, um, so uh, to be plain and clear, I, I grew up um, in church all my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I grew up in um, an apostolic uh, Pentecostal church. So if anyone right. may know, um, you know, the apostolic um, Pentecostal denomination is very structured. We, uh, we believe, you know, that the Bible, uh, everything the Bible says, you know, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. Um, and um, um, in the Bible, it does say that, you know, homosexuality is wrong. Um, Pornography um, and uh, lust um, is wrong, and masturbation, which is tied to lust, you know, is um, is a sin, um, and that's where the struggle came in. At um, in the beginning of the book, um, my sister I had in there that um, I went to my sister, and it was when I first um, started realizing that I was attracted to the other boys in my class. I was in probably like the first or second grade, mm. um, and I didn't. In my innocence, you know, I never knew what what gay was. I never knew what these things were. I just knew that these three boys, like, man, one of them smells really good. Um, the other one, he's he's so cute to me. He's got an earring, and the other, he does like things that makes me feel weird in my body, you know. Mm. Um, so I, um, my sister sat down on my bed, and she was just like, um, "Hey, hey, hey, Dougie," you know, that's my family nickname. Uh, what would you do if you had a son and he came to you and he told you that he was attracted to to, uh, to other boys? And I was like, hey, and internally I'm thinking, that's me, you know, I'm attracted to other boys. I would be like, oh, that's cool. And she's just like, uh, well, you know, that's a sin. You can go to hell for it. And it just shut my whole life down. Like <laughs> my life just, you know, shattered. Um, and that's where that the term struggle comes in for me, um, that internal battle of what I believe and what I was raised, um, you know, to believe and to trust in now is colliding with my internal desires um, that as I got older, of course, they grew and they, um, they uh, it's almost like a flame, they ignited, you know, even stronger and stronger. So that's, um, I guess, in my best way I can describe the struggle. <laughs> yeah, well, no, and, and that makes total sense. You, at a young age, because one of the things that the church, you know, and I can attest to this as well, because I, I know your story very well, because it mirrors my own in so many ways. Yeah. And one of the things that, and I want to use what you just said, because some people don't have the book. So instead of me referencing the book, because y'all got to go out and get it, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to reference what you just said. Mm -hmm. You said that you were attracted. Your sister's response was because of that attraction, you can go to hell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is a very big disconnect 
um, and interpretation chasm in the church when it comes to what part of homosexuality specifically are they talking about? Are they casting as a sin? Because there's nothing that you did to that point. It's not like you went out and had sex for the first time. You know, so like a heterosexual person, they're attracted to somebody, they know they're heterosexual, right? That's, they didn't do anything, they didn't go kiss anybody. It was just what they saw, they liked it, and all of a sudden their identity was birthed or realized. In this situation where your sister was, she had already identified you, if you identify with that, as going to hell. What is missing um, in your journey from that type of verbiage condemning an entire person and not an activity? Um, I, that's, that's such a loaded, such a rich question. And I love it. Um, I love You're it. Welcome. <laughs> if I could be honest and I, I kind of, I yeah. enjoy being really candid and I don't, I'm not candid, you know, for, um, wrong intentions. Um, um, I'm, I'm verbal about this. Even after this book, um, I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized. <laughs> yeah. But I'm still attracted to men, um, okay. 100%. Um, oh, you know, <laughs> um, and I'm vocal about that because there was a, a point in my life after um, I was saved, probably probably 10 years at the, at this point. And when I came to God, of course, when I came to him for salvation, um, I came to him because I didn't want to go to hell and I knew that I needed to be saved in order to, to not go to hell. I want to go to heaven, you know, to be with him. Yeah. Um, but also, um, I was like, well, Lord, this is a sin. I want you to take, take the gay away from me. Take these desires away from me, that's part of why, you know, I'm coming to you for salvation and then uh, being saved for 10 plus years. And I'm like, Lord, these desires are still here. They're still just as strong as they were, you know, when I was younger. And there was a point where I wanted to walk away from the Lord and completely give up on my um, salvation and give up on him because I wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to have sex. You know, I wanted all these things. And um, right at the point of me, um, wanted to walk away from the Lord, God had to tap me on my shoulder like, hey, you know, I didn't save you um, to make you straight. I saved you to make you free. I saved you. Um, I'm, I'm the prize. Jesus is like, hello, you remember me? I'm, I'm mm -hmm. the prize that you came over here for. So although you still have these attractions, um, um, heterosexuality is not... Um, is not the goal. Holiness is the goal. You know, um, it's about um, having a rightful relationship. Uh, God isn't going to be standing at the gates of heaven, you know, saying, "Well, how many women did you have sex with?" You know, are you are you heterosexual? It's it's holiness, you know. So maybe, hopefully, that could give a little bit of uh, <laughs> of an answer. Yeah, um, well, because you know, with your with the title of the book, you know, with the title of the book being um, saved equals free. My question, you know, when I read the book, your resolve there is a little bit clearer to me than the resolve that I had at the end of the book, because I, I got it and I understood where you're coming from. And I was like, but what does that mean now? How does that resonate now? Saved equals free. What does free 
actually mean? You know, we talk about walking in the liberty. Liberty now, after all of these realizations, to do what? To be who? If it is not um, saved to be straight, it's saved to do what? To me, that means free from spiritual oppression, free from mental oppression, addictions. There's a the scripture. I don't have my. I have my. I use my uh, Bible app on my phone usually. So, <laughs> but I'm gonna quote the scripture. It's John eight thirty six. Um, if the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Um, not only um, are, are there freedom uh, is freedom from say you know just um, lust or these things that you know growing up in church it can be you know such a taboo type of thing and a shameful type of thing um, but free from um, insecurities. Mm -hmm. I talked about how uh, I used to have sex with men in order to feel good about myself, I needed a man to tell me that I was beautiful. I needed a man to tell me, you know, I'm this and I'm that to affirm me, but free from having to um, to lean and depend on other people to make mm. me feel good about myself, free from uh, sadness, free from depression. So there's more things, I think at the, the church, we often focus on um sin you know get free from sin you know which you know amen to that because um sin does have consequences you know but i think we need to look at it a little bit deeper you know free from uh, insecurities free yeah. from um the labels that people can label you uh in the book i also put in there all the harsh labels i've been labeled uh by my um by people in my family friends um peers from school uh, free from having to conform to um, what people label you as. Mm -hmm. So um, free to be loved by God, free to, uh, to love yourself, um, you know, flaws and all. Um, yeah. We, um, something I like to say is God gives us his grace and his mercy and his love and his blood um, to, to mature in him, to grow in him, you know. Mm. Um, not so that we can, you know, continue in in things that goes against his design for us. Um, but he gives us those things to uh, to mature. So hopefully I answered that. <laughs> yeah, no, and I and I love it because in the book, one of the things that is very helpful that I one of the many, you know, in the book, and I and I and I applaud you again for your courage to just even write it down. That is so difficult to not only speak, but to actually put it down and then share it. But it opens up a lot of the perspective about mentality. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, there's more to it than just your sexuality. There's mm -hmm. more, people are more dynamic than that. Mm -hmm. And they're going through other struggles as well. But some of their struggles can be that other perspectives and other challenges based on some things. I loved how you um, were talking about the relationship that you had with your father yeah, and some of the insecurities that you felt with that. And, and for everybody that's out there, for this relationship alone, get the book, because it gives a great perspective as to what some young people may feel like they're missing. Um, and how they decide to find a remedy for that, they, that may not be the healthiest, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so in and I think that for, you know, for the book, 
and for all of the things that you highlighted that didn't have anything to do with sexuality, but just the journey, it was, I think it was, um, I think it's incredible for that. Who do you hope um, this book helps? Who's the target audience for this? Who's this for? Um, I, I pray that this book helps um, uh, people like myself, you know, who are, who's battling against um, taboo topics that they feel that they can't talk about. Um, uh, people that are uh, dealing with same-sex attraction or people that are dealing with um, um, opposite sex attraction um, that may be struggling with, um, you know, um, uh, temperance or self-control, you know, when it comes to uh, <laughs> sexual desires. I pray, too, that this book helps uh, people who are homophobic um, outside of church and in church, I pray that this book helps people that um, who may be afraid of uh, the LGBTQ plus um, community um, and who may not have an understanding of what someone who's gay or someone who experiences um, same-sex attraction goes through. You know, I pray that it kind of educates um, those individuals as well. Um, but yeah. Um, those are some of the people that I, I pray that it, it reaches. Um, yeah. <laughs> so for you, let me uh, let me ask. So for you, do you identify as gay? That's a really good question, and <laughs> that is a really good question. So um, where I am right now, um, so I'm practicing abstinence um, okay. uh, in order to honor God. Um, which means I'm not having sex at all. Um, I'm not practicing um, uh, masturbation or pornography. Not saying it's, it's not a struggle because I would be lying if I said that. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm 33 years old. I, I consider myself pretty young. I I still you know get attracted. <laughs> so, um, I to be honest, I that's a really good question, and I don't. If I could be really honest with you. I, I don't identify as being gay because I'm not um, I'm not actively having sex with men and I don't, you know. Is that what that means though? Is that what you think, is that your definition of somebody, somebody's sexuality if they pursue that person? Or can you be straight? Can you be straight and abstinent? Yeah, yeah. So you can, can you be gay too. and abstinent? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You but can. you're not in either category. Yeah, I think, I I think really it depends on what your what your definition is. If if I can be honest with me, that's a good question. I'm, I've never really even thought about it until you asked me that. But I um I I don't identify as as gay. But if I could be honest too, I don't identify with being um, straight, you know, because I still am attracted to the same sex. So if maybe this can kind of help explain it, um, you say if you have um, someone who's addicted to to um, to alcohol, right? They're an alcoholic. Um, would you call someone an alcoholic who is um, who still struggles with the desire to want to drink, but they're, they're 10, 20 plus years sober? Are they still categorized as an alcoholic? Um, so um, I think um, to your question, I think that's um, that's a difficult one to answer. Uh, yeah, and I don't know is. if they're the same, but 
I would say, depends upon which crowd you, you ask. So I would say that for the AA community, once an addict, always an addict. And in any of those circles, you, you are um, an alcoholic. Um, now, in the Christian circles, you know, who the sun sets free is free indeed, and you don't declare what the, you know, what your stronghold used to be. You've moved past that. I don't know if I would relate the same to, uh, to sexuality, but we don't have to define it now. I think that's a really good question to ask. And I'm not asking because I'm trying to get in your business. No. I'm asking, no, the reason why I'm asking is because I want whoever's watching, somebody is watching, and somebody's going to see your journey and identify with you and say, you know what, that sounds like me. And they're gonna be asking themselves the same question. A pastor is gonna be asking, you know, one of their youth this question. A parent is gonna be asking somebody and it's okay not to have an answer. Yeah. You know, it's okay to not have to label yourself. It's like, you know what, I, I just don't, I'm attracted this way, but I'm not doing anything right now. I'm doing me and I'm figuring it out, you know? And when it comes to, I guess the church, you know, it's like, and I still follow Jesus. So there's that, you know? So I think that, um, I think it's okay to not have an answer. I was just wondering, um, because I think after, you know, after reading this and there is a big weight on the free part, mm -hmm. you know, saved to be something, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, and I want, I want people to walk into whatever that freedom is, even if there's components of it that they can't define. You know, yeah. I'm free to not have to figure it out because God's got me. I'm free to be um, free of, you know, thinking the perspective or the perception of others because God's got me. I, I don't have to deal with that right now. And I don't have to. It's not a it's not a mandatory thing. So that's my that's answer. That is my answer. I love yeah. that. you. Thank you for helping me because I don't you know, and I think that's so that's a beautiful part about it um we as as christians we feel like we have to have it all together like we feel like we have to have all the answers look y'all I, I wrote this book i don't have all the answers <laughs> i'm not perfect and i love that you know um i really love the way you you you, you made that very plain that's my answer thank you yeah <laughs> you can have that one <laughs> it seems very difficult to be same-sex attracted and be in the church mm -hmm. For the people that may be wondering why you why people battle so hard to be accepted by an organization or religion mm -hmm. that from you know historically is not accepting of them why do you continue to be a part of the church when it seems as though it does nothing but try to expel people with those experiences um if i can't say this first it's not every church so okay. not every church feels that way um and i thank god for the church that i grew up uh, that that i'm in now um, i thank god for the church that i'm in um i opened up to my pastor about uh, my uh, sexuality and my struggles years and years ago and um I, if i can pin that you know just for a moment i want to come back to that that experience yeah. when i opened up to him but um, um, the reason why I stay here is because uh, God is so beautiful and I love him because he's not like uh, men and women are. Mm. You know, he sees the real us and he still desires us. He knew before I was born that I was going to be attracted to men before, you know, I was ever um, in existence. Um, it's, um, I think, 
and it's, it's sad and i don't want to say the church because the church is jesus his body there's people uh within the church however sure. who can be very damaging but the reason why i stay um in church is because i know this god that i serve the scripture says that we don't have a high priest that can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities and I put in the book, and it may kind of ruffle some feathers, that Jesus, when he was walking the earth in his physical body, um, for that scripture to be true, for me, Douglas Bradley, Jesus had to experience homosexual desires in order to know what I feel like now in my physical body. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, he had to experience all of that. So it's, it's like, how dare anybody say, well, you know, God, he can look at a, a heterosexual person and love them more than he loves someone that's dealing with um, um, same-sex attractions. It's not so. Mm -hmm. um, if I can come back to the experience I had with my pastor, when I first told him, I was going, I was going to the church for maybe a few years, and um, I was shaking like a leaf because, you know, this stuff was eating me up. Um, and I needed to confess to someone. The only person I talked to about it was my cousin at the time, and she's the same age as me. Um, I went in there and I just word vomited everything. I was like, so I, I'm attracted to men, you know, I'm struggling with pornography and masturbation, and I was crying, I was distraught. I was like, I, I need, you know, like this stuff is eating me up, what do I do? And my pastor, he was like, well, first I wanna say, um, I appreciate you for, um, for opening up to me. Um, about that. You didn't have to, but I appreciate you for opening up to me about that. And not once did he bring up Sodom and Gomorrah. Not once did he bring up any of the scriptures um, talking about homosexuality. He immediately went into affirming me and saying, you know, God still loves you, um, even with, you know, what you're struggling with. Um, he immediately went into uh, just driving home the love of God for me. And I left there even more, even crying harder because, you know, it's like now I have hope in this yeah. God that really loves me, knowing that, you know, I struggle with this and knowing that I, I like, you know, men and all this stuff. God still wants me. God still loves me. That's the God that I stay in church for. He's yeah. the reason why I stay. I don't stay for anybody else uh, because there's going to be no matter what church you go to. No matter how beautiful the congregation is, there's going to be a few knuckleheads and a few yeah. idiots in that congregation. This is true. <laughs> you know, you can't really get away from it because uh, the church um, is full of people that are trying to get their lives together, you know, to give them some grace and mercy as well. You know, um, but that's why I stay um, in church because I've experienced and I know this God that loves me, that really, really loves me. And that's what keeps me coming back. That's what keeps me reading. That's what keeps me praying and, and uh, keeps me fasting because I love to eat. Jesus, help me. <laughs> um, <laughs> when it gets tough, this yeah. guy that, that continues to pursue me, flaws yeah. and all, that's why I stay. You know? I love that. Would you say that you, you still struggle with homosexuality absolutely absolutely 100 percent. why i'm interested in the word struggle what is the struggle struggle um struggle when i say that um 
so struggle for me is I go to the gym, you know, I try to have like, I try to stay fit. Struggle is seeing, um, seeing that, that cute guy, the nice looking guy, you know, yeah. who's wearing hardly anything, you know, <laughs> in the gym and, um, seeing him cut his eye at me. Um, but me, um, not engaging in, um, not engaging into actively pursuing a relationship with him in order to honor God. Um, struggle for me is um, lust is still a thing, you know. Um, uh, sex is still a thing, <laughs> you know. And as long as I'm going to be in this flesh body with the skin and all this stuff, um, God made us to have um, to have sexual urges, you know that's instilled in all of us. Um, but it, God also mentions in the Bible, uh, the word temperance, and I love using that, that word, uh, meaning self-control, uh, which is a fruit of the spirit, um, which we don't talk as much about, but it, it, it comes with practicing, um, practicing holiness. Holiness is something too, that God said, it's not easy. Uh, some, oof, it's not easy at all. <laughs> yeah. But holiness is, um, just trying to get a little uh, closer to God and, you know, trusting him and being more uh, like him because it says, the Bible says we have to be holy like he's holy, um, which is um, a day-to-day -day thing. None of us are going to be perfect, um, right. but it's um, an effort to, to mature. So your book's out now. It's on Amazon. Where else can uh, people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is douglas.bradley.3. Um, on Instagram, you can find me on uh, Facebook as well, uh, Douglas Bradley. Um, I have uh, a Twitter page. I'm not too familiar with Twitter, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, and I, but I'm trying to get more familiar with it. And as well as TikTok, I'm on TikTok too. So okay. um, yeah, you can find me there um, as well. So for somebody who is, um, for somebody watching this and listening to you and trying to decide, you know, do I identify with him? And if I do, what do I do now? You know, they're confused. Um, there may be some parents that are confused or encourage something. You know, what advice when it comes to being who you are and moving forward, what advice would you give them? Um, struggling with homosexuality or you have this internal battle with self-esteem or with lust or fornication even if you're heterosexual if you're struggling with um, fornication and wanting to have sex with someone of the opposite sex um, uh, God really does love us you know and his love saved me parents I would say um, love your children love your children um, the Bible says, it tells us to be um, swift to hear and slow to speak, um, which I try my best to do that. Um, uh, do that, you know, before you haul off and say something that could be offensive to um, your children or somebody in church who's dealing with something, get to know them. We have to get to know people before we, um, before we can really truly minister to them get to know them as, as an individual before you start uh, pulling them apart based off of what their sexual attraction is. So. That's good.
That is really good. Doug, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's been an absolute, absolute treat. That's uh, Douglas Bradley. His book, Saved Equals Free. You can find it on Amazon. And uh, one of my takeaways here is um, really listen, um, really talk and be very clear. If you're asking questions, be very clear about the questions that you're asking. If it's of someone else, like Doug was saying, get permission to speak into their life. Get permission to uh, give recommendations. That is a tool and a nugget that will take you very far in any area that you're in. So um, pick up the book, Saved Equals Free by Douglas Bradley. You can find him on Instagram as well as on Amazon, Facebook, and you can also go to YouTube forward slash philippawork.com and all the information will be there. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And as usual, you are the best you in the world. We'll see you next time here on The Philip Show. Don't wait.